Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, Razorback fans? Welcome to the Friday HTP Show. I'm Ty Hudson, and on behalf of everyone here at the HTP, thanks for downloading and listening to our show. We hope you enjoy. If you did, feel free to rate and review the podcast. Woo, Pig Suey, go Hogs! Yo, what's going on, Arkansas Razorback fans, SEC fans everywhere? Welcome to the Hawk Talk Podcast. I'm the Friday host, Ty Hudson. Little public service announcement for you guys. Really quick before we kick things off. And uh, so so from here on out, Monday will be, that'll be Jacob's Ship to Man, the Monday show here on the HTP. And then I'll be doing the Friday show. I'm just... Trying to find the perfect balance, you know, with all this. Apparently, doing three podcasts, two live shows, keep trying to keep up with our Discord, trying to keep up with uh, everybody on social media, trying to keep up with recruiting and <laughs> uh, all this stuff. Going to the women's games when they're in Fayetteville. Apparently, you got to find a better way to balance that out, and that's what I'm trying to do. So I'm going to stick with just the Friday show uh, for the foreseeable future. So really excited. These guys are. Um, we, we've we've got the hogtalk.net up and rolling so those guys are pumping out articles it's amazing uh, couldn't ask to work with a with a better group of guys Porter Hayes Jacob Scott Davis Kyle Sutherland our latest edition from Tex hogs of course you guys know that I don't have to tell you that really honored to be working with these guys and with me kind of taking a little step back with them doing as much as they are you know really really do appreciate each and every one of those guys and all the hard work that they put into this show. And I think we all four kind of bring something special to the table, and, and those guys are really shining right now. So if you want to catch up on the latest on, on, on any of the written articles, you can, again, you can find that over on thehogtalk.net. And uh, hopefully you enjoy the content. I'm assuming you enjoy us because you're here listening. And if you enjoy us enough, and we, we like to remind you guys from time to time, be sure to give us some star power wherever, however you're listening to the show. iTunes has been very kind to us. And uh, I just realized too, when you when you scroll down, and, and I was actually listening to another podcast. And it was a really popular podcast, and you scroll down to what people have said, right? Like what people have written about the show. You can you can find their comments down below the podcast. I was scrolling over, and this is a really popular podcast. I mean, they have thousands of votes uh, of uh, stars given to their show, and so I'm like, wait, they've only got six comments? What? That doesn't make sense. And then I didn't realize there's a see all button. Oh my gosh. And then I realized too, wait, we haven't had the same six comments on our iTunes page. We actually have, I think, double that. And so what what Apple does, what iTunes does, is it only allows for six comments to be seen at a time. So you can click the little see all button down there. I didn't even know. <laughs> hey, we all make mistakes, right? Um, and, and, and I like listening. I've listened to podcasts for years. I just now figured that out. Oh my goodness. Uh, and here's your sign. So, 
let's get into this show. It's going to be a good one. I'm going to solo this bad boy. Uh, not a ton of things to talk about. Obviously, we'll, we'll dabble into some uh, baseball, basketball, and some recruiting news for, for football. And just go from there here on the Hog Talk Podcast. Let's kick this off. Sipping on straight glory. Let the vibes slide over me. This beat is a Okay, let's uh, light the fires and kick the tires with this. Let's get things started off with none other than the Dodster himself, Dennis Dodd, over at CBSSports.com, wrote an article. This completely flew by me because at the time, all I was focused on was recruiting, getting ready for signing day, all the excitement around that, right? Keeping up with everything. What are players saying on Twitter? What's our Discord saying? What's going down? Right? That's all I was really keeping an eye on. And then Dennis Dodd floats this one. I, I, I don't even recall seeing this on social media anywhere. I didn't see any uh, outrage from any Hog fans. Maybe that's why it kind of flew under the radar for me. But the, the name of the article is Coaching Carousel Winners and Losers, Grades for Every College Football Hire Ahead of 2020. Right? We see these every year. Every time there's a coaching change and, and then you're, you know, you're getting ready. It's just that time of year. You you see these everywhere, right? This isn't a shocking news. It's nothing like groundbreaking. But the Dodster here had a uh, had had a little bit to say about everything here, and and, and winners and losers. How he chops this thing up. And I, I first off, I've been skeptical of stuff like this before because I have no idea. I don't know how anybody does of whether or not a coach is going to work out at, at a particular job. And I use. Mike Anderson as a perfect example of a guy when he took the job at Arkansas, I mean ev- everyone nationally and locally believed that he would have Arkansas like in the sweet 16 elite 8 in just a matter of a few years. He was graded out pretty high coming to Arkansas and it didn't it's not to say that it was bad. You know, he got some consistency here. I think we can all argue that that he kind of turned things around as far as the the view of Razorback basketball. Like, he made it to where it was actually respectable to some degree within the conference. Unfortunately, at the time, the conference was a flat-out joke in college basketball. Let's not pretend otherwise. So that's why I'm always skeptical of these, but they are fun. It's fun to do. It is. Mike Leach, Lane Kiffin. Well, he gives them both A's. You know, and I think for those schools... For those schools, yes, those are probably, I would argue, B-plus or A-minus hires for those schools. But I have no idea. He starts off with Mike Leach, who he gives the A to. I'm surprised he didn't give him an A-plus just because he's all over this hire. Let's be clear, he says, the hiring of Mike Leach in Starkville was a corresponding response to Lane Kiffin joining uh, joining Ole Miss. Strap yourselves in. The prize of football poker just went way up in the state of Mississippi. The Egg Bowl already is uh, appointment TV. You know, I'm not going to lie. I think the Egg Bowl's... I just don't think much of it. I've never really cared. And yeah, you can argue, though, you're a Hog fan. No, I'm, I'm a college football fan, and I just have never thought that... That that the Egg Bowl was that interesting. Now it is. I'll give you, the, I'll give you that. Now it most certainly is. Uh, but he goes on to say, it will be interesting to see if Leach's offense, uh, offense first philosophy... 
will work in the SEC. A couple of reasons why it will. Leach is coming to the conference at the right time. That's exactly how LSU and Alabama are playing these days. I'm not going to read the whole thing. but So, yeah, he likes Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin. They're both A's. Greg Schiano, he gave an A. Mike Norvell, an A. Uh, Nick, is it Rolovich or Rolovic? I will say Rolovich. Nick Rolovich at Washington State, he gave an A. Danny Gonzalez at New Mexico State, he gave an A-. minus. Dave Aranda at Baylor, a B. I think that's probably, you know, if I was going to give a grade, I'd say C-plus or a B for Dave Aranda at Baylor, but you never know. Jimmy Lake at Washington, a B. Those are some big shoes to fill. Good luck. Uh, that was a shocking departure, as he goes on to say there, from Washington State with uh, Peterson. Jeff Scott at South Florida, a B. Willie Taggart at FAU, a B. Todd Graham, a B. Brady Hoke, oh, Brady Hoke. He's still around these days. San Diego State, uh, that's a B higher. Eli Drinkowitz, he gives Eli Drinkowitz a B minus. Eli the biggest nerd in the room, Drinkowitz, a B minus. Jeff uh, Halfley, is that his name? At Boston College, a C plus. Uh, Sean Clark at Appalachian State, a C plus. I mean, we're going down this. Yeah, Arkansas, obviously, they're here. Marcus Arreo, is that right? C plus <laughs> at UNLV. Uh, uh, Kayleen DeBauer, DeBauer, Kayleen DeBauer. Sorry, I'm going to butcher. That's what I do uh, over at uh, uh, for Fresno State. Memphis, Ryan Silverfield, a C. Old Dominion, Ricky uh, Rain or Rahan, I don't know. Whatever, C. And then Sam Pittman and Jeff Trailer both down at C- uh, with Steve Adazio with the worst rating of a D. They gave Sam Pittman a C-. Okay, I'm not going to argue with that. The guy has been coaching. He's 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 slowly creeping up on 60. Well, I say slowly. It's around the corner for him. He's been in the coaching field for 30 plus years. You know, he's he's. This is it. This is his first year as a head coach. I get that. I'm not going to argue. But I, you're giving these other coaches first off a way higher grade, and they don't have near the background that that Sam Pittman has. Right, I mean, and we have seen position coaches go on and be successful, but for him, for, for at Arkansas, he does. Like, I don't even think that's a benefit of, of the doubt kind of great. That's a yeah, I just don't think it's going to work out great, in my opinion. A C minus might as well be a D plus, as a as a teacher told me in history in uh, circa nineteen ninety nine at Ramey Junior High School in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Might as well be a D plus. It's uh, like, really, I, I can't argue with it, but you're going to give Drinkowitz a B-? minus. Are you kidding? This is what he says about, about Drinkowitz. Missouri did okay for grabbing its fourth choice, or maybe fifth choice in Drinkowitz. None of that is the coach's fault. The search became public, and the board of curators got involved, shooting down names, Skip Holtz, Blake Anderson, Jeff Monken. I, I think Skip Holtz would have been a good hire for them. Drinkowitz uh, appealed to... Uh, to curator chairman John Sundfold, whatever. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But, like, you could tell you're reading that, and it's like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, he's like, maybe their fourth or fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth option. I don't know, but we're going to give him a B- minus because of what he did at one year at Appalachian State. Uh, you know, and yeah, he was an assistant under Gus, whatever. And he worked with uh, Brian Harson at Boise State. That's fine. But, a B minus? Get the hell out of here. 
I, I I was surprised when I saw that. I figured he'd be down there with Arkansas. No, but but Sam Pittman. Now let's read what he says. It's not real long here. Sam Pittman, C minus. As a as an SEC coach, Pittman is a heck of an offensive line coach. That's that's not to disparage Pittman, fifty eight, who has who has coached for thirty five years and has been a part of nine FBS programs. Pittman was one of Kirby Smart's top coaches. I think you can argue he was their top coach at Georgia. However, Arkansas's last six coaches have brought a combined 49 years of head coaching experience to the job. Pittman has none. Okay, but like we're talking about potential here. And what it says is you're not – a C-minus tells me that you're just not sure at the end of the day. That's what it says. And I'm okay with that. I, I don't have a problem with giving him a C-minus because I'm not sure either. I don't know. I have no idea. I like the staff around him. I like what he's built around him, and there's no mention of that here. There's no mention of the fact that when he was the offensive line coach, Arkansas was stacked, that things fell apart after he left. There's no mention of that, and I get it. There's just little paragraphs, maybe a little more on most of these. But, like, I I understand the doubt, but you've got to start somewhere. And, yeah, he's 58, but, my God, you said, you said it there in your own article. He's got 35 years been a part of nine FBS programs, including a team that's competed for the SEC, Georgia, under uh, under under uh, Kirby Smart. And they'll tell you, anyone in Georgia media will tell you that was a huge loss for them. And you feel like now the, they're kind of unraveling at Georgia. I don't know. I, I guess my biggest problem is giving Drinkwitz anywhere near a B is ridiculous. That is, that's how I'm like, all right, Dodster, you're killing me here. That, there's no way. Like, you're going to give some guy Jimmy Lake at Washington. I say some guy. I, I'm aware of who he is, and I, I kind of understand that grade to some extent. But uh, come on. Like, you're talking about a guy that's that's suited for Arkansas in terms of, like, his personality and the staff that he's brought around him, his recruiting tactics. Like, the way he's recruited already has been pretty impressive. I don't know. I just I think the guy is suited for the job, fits the culture here, Fits the attitude here. Has an unbelievable record as far as recruiting everywhere he's been. Players love playing for the guy. And he's been here before. He has experience at this job. He knows he knows Northwest Arkansas. He knows the ins and outs. He understands where he can and can't recruit. Although, if you look at his map, it's pretty wide open. Um, I've already gone way longer on this than I thought I would. I think I'd turn this into 10 minutes. But I, I just think that... I I'd probably say a I I'd give him a solid C plus, but I'm not gonna again I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that C minus is wrong. That's his opinion. I, I I'm I'm around there. I just think that if you're gonna mention some stuff here, why not mention? Oh yeah, the guy was here. He knows what it takes to win here. He was here when Brett Bielema was trending upwards. He he knows and understands what it takes. And oh yeah, his staff is pretty spectacular. I, I think you can argue. For any of the pro, for any of the new coaching changes in in the SEC, it's it's one of the best staffs of the new of the of the schools that have that have had changes with the uh, with the coaching search or with their newest coaches. Uh, and then again, I'm not completely up to date with what all Mizzou's done with Drinkowitz, but I just I don't know. B minus, get out of here with that. All right, well, let's focus in on really quick Arkansas basketball. Um, not really. The best of news lately with Arkansas basketball, these guys are dropping in their ratings like crazy. Their uh, points per game 
honestly is about average, about 74 points, 107th in the country. you got to realize there's 300-plus teams in college basketball, so 107 is, is, is average. You know, yeah, you're one of the worst rebounding teams in the country. It's been that way. But you've dropped in assists per game quite a bit since uh, since really since the month of February. You've dropped like just a, I don't know. You, it's it's just ridiculous. Like a penny from the from the very top floor of the Empire State Building. That's how far you dropped points allowed. Your defense has just fallen apart. You were top twenty, top thirty for for most of the season, and then we've seen them slip. Really, since the end of January into February, and we kind of thought this might happen, but now they're back to 104th at 60, almost 67 points allowed per game. It's still above average, but it's just—I uh, don't know. You, you, you'd hope they could—you you could hang around in the top 50 in the SEC, and they haven't been able to do that. Then again, the SEC is still a lot tougher than than uh, than what it used to be. Although compared to the last two or three years, it's actually gone down a little bit, in my opinion. Uh, Arkansas did drop, I think, down to a 10 seed, according to Lenardi. It was either a 10 or 11, but he, they have dropped. And that loss against uh, Tennessee did you no favors. You're on a three-game losing streak that started with Auburn. After that fantastic win on the road against Alabama, 82-78, to you dropped three straight. Uh, Auburn at Mizzou at Tennessee, and you're going to host Mississippi State on, uh, well, you know, soon, the 15th. And that will be on SEC Network. Um, I, I, I'll say this, you know, Arkansas is favored, and you are. You're going to automatically you're going to be given more of the benefit of the doubt, especially at a place like Bud Walton that holds uh, nineteen thousand people and uh, nineteen thousand plus. You're going to get the benefit of the doubt. Sixty four percent. They're actually given about the same percentage at a couple of other home losses this year, including uh, uh, Kentucky and and South Carolina. So uh, take that with a grain of salt. The ESPN Basketball Power Index is really when it comes to basketball. Yeah, it's just. I mean, it's always it's always just a flip of the coin anyways because anything can happen on any, any given day. But uh, this is going to be a tough matchup. We know they've got Reggie Perry. The guy's just a monster. He averages damn near a double-double. Uh, Reggie Perry is is uh, guy's phenomenal. Uh, I mean, he just, he's just you know averaging about 18 points, almost 10 rebounds. He's at 9.9, uh, about two and a half assists. He's shooting 51% from the floor. Uh, you know, last time he played Arkansas, he had 26 points. Uh, not just not someone that that he's got their number. If you're doing that, and, and the expectation is he's going to do it again, so we'll have to wait and see. He averages only about 30 minutes on the floor. See what happens when you're getting your star 30 minutes. Like he could still be a star. You know, he shoots 75 percent from the free throw line, 32 uh, percent from three point, 50 almost 51 percent from the floor. I think uh, he's probably going to have another good day. And I, I don't like Arkansas's odds here. And it's unfortunate because now you're going to have – you have your first three-game losing streak of the season. Now you're going to have your first four – well, you're, hopefully your only, but your, your first four-game losing streak of the year. I do like Mississippi State in this. Again, Mississippi State is just a little bit better. I, I, you know, they're in a little bit better position. They're trending upward despite coming off a loss. Actually, kind of embarrassing loss against Ole Miss. I'm not really sure what happened there. But Reggie Perry – uh, Tyson Carter, th- these guys are going to bring it, and and uh, it's it's I don't know. You're you're talking about one of the a pretty good above average rebounding team. They average about 39 rebounds a game, uh, but they do give up you know north of 67 points. So I I just I don't think this matches up very well for Arkansas. And I, I'm going to say I like Mississippi State here, but 
Arkansas's backs are against the wall. And really for the first time this year, you know, they, they've got to avoid this would be a fallout kind of loss. If you lose this, you're probably out of all all brackets, would be my guess. And uh, Joe Lenardi, again, you've already you're falling everywhere, not just Lenardi's, but you're falling everywhere. And this would be that kind of game that if you lost it, because Mississippi State's not exactly a powerhouse in the SEC. Um, again, they're six and five in conference, which is better than Arkansas. But they're fi- they're fifteen and nine on the year. Arkansas sixteen and eight, four and seven in conference. It wouldn't be a loss. It's it's one of those it's one of those games where it's like you should win these types of games at home. But you're banged up, you're injured, don't have the depth, and you don't have the size. It's I just don't like their odds here. The good news is, well, I say the good news. You got to go to Florida after this. That's not good news. But then you do have a pretty. I think a, a stretch of winnable games with Mizzou, Tennessee, and on the road against Georgia. Uh, if you if you drop these two against Mississippi State and Florida, and then you go on a three game win streak, the hope is still there that you make the tournament. You've just got to find a way to get five wins. If you can find a way, and they're there, you're on the road against A and M. Guess what? A and M isn't exactly lighting the world on fire either. Although they are playing better than the last time Arkansas played them, they are five and six right now, but they're eleven and twelve. Uh, they're they're not in the best of shape right now. I think I think Arkansas has a shot at getting those five wins. I'm not saying it happens, but I think they have a shot, and it starts with Mississippi State. If you look at who's left, the games you are expected to win, you have to circle this one, despite the fact that Mississippi State has had your number, because despite having one of the best players in the league, they're still not built. They're not very. I, I, I don't know. They look like a tournament team, but are they really? And you're at Bud Walton. Okay, you're at home. That's why you're given that 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 percentage of uh, the ESPN Basketball Power Index. That's why you're given the 65%. So let's say that's a winnable game for Arkansas, despite the fact I don't think Arkansas wins it. But let's say you find a way to win that. Okay, you drop the Florida game. But guess what? Mizzou's winnable at home, despite the fact that Tennessee just beats your ass on the road. Again, you're back in Bud Walton. Tennessee's not exactly been stellar on the road. That's a winnable game. At Georgia is a winnable game. At Texas A&M is a winnable game. You still have LSU uh, to play in March, the the next to last game. But that puts you in position. That's five wins. Mississippi State, Mizzou, Tennessee, at Georgia, at A&M. That's five wins with losses to uh, Florida and LSU. And then you've still got the SEC tournament. But I don't think you want to walk into a situation where you're having to rely on the tournament to bail you out. You want those 21 wins. I think 21 will be enough to get you in. And like I said, people need to cool their engines. The NITs, you weren't even expected to make the NITs. And if you make them, that's a win. If you don't, so, okay, so what? It's year one. You've got a depth disadvantage, a height disadvantage. You got banged up at the end of the year. Things were going pretty damn good until you ran into the injury bug. And I do believe you run into gas. I don't care what people say. I do think that there is such a thing as running out of gas at the end of the year. Um, it takes a toll on the on the body when you're playing as often as you do in college basketball. It takes a toll on the body. All right, you're up and down the court for especially with the kind of minutes these guys are logging it's it's just ridiculous and and we're wondering why they're dealing with these injuries injuries do happen but a lot of them I do feel like they they're related to the wear and tear of the game we're not the only team dealing with that i get it 
but it's had a very large impact on the Razorbacks. I do think even if you don't win those final five, you still have a shot. Oh, I say, you know, those five winnable games that I said that are left. Even if you don't win those, you still have an opportunity with the SEC tournament. Let's say you get four wins. Okay, four wins, you're still in it, but you have to rely on on the SEC tournament. But Arkansas's not built for for tournament play. They're just not. Like I said before, I think on the PTN, we got to take it one day at a time, one game at a time. But let's say they do make the or the NCAA tournament. How far do you think they go, Ty? I have been asked that, and I'm going to tell you, uh, you know, you got to get there first. I agree with that. But let's say they do make it. Just getting there is like a huge deal. Okay, it's a big deal just getting there when you consider everything. But I would not expect them to make a run. I just I just wouldn't. I don't think they're built for tournament play because of those things that we've mentioned time and time again along with the injuries. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I you need to find your five now. You need to find them during the season. And then you set yourself up with 21 wins into the SEC tournament with a little bit less pressure on trying to find that other win. And we're saying that believing that 21 wins gets you in. That was kind of the standard before, you know, with the way they do things with these quadrant wins and whatever. Maybe, hell, I don't know. Maybe they get you in at less. I don't know. I, I That's all kind of, it's, it's, it's all just talk right now. Get a way to get to 21 wins. Find a way to sneak out a win in the SEC tournament. That way you lock up a win or lock up the tournament bid with 22. I think you're locked in at 22. But I think 21 at least gets you on the bubble, and then you can take it from there. On to some baseball talk really quick here. Arkansas, we already know, or most of you know, the diehards already know, that is. Boy, I tell you, Razorback baseball fans, there's no such thing as like just an Arkansas baseball fan. They're all diehards. They love, they eat, breathe, and sleep Razorback baseball. But this is more for the general public, the general audience, the general listening audience. Everyone's starting to come around to Razorback baseball, especially considering the fact they've made the World Series now back-to-back years. And they could make it a third year. We're getting a lot more interest with with Razorback baseball because of that hype and excitement. So, really quick, your Friday and Saturday and Sunday pitchers. Friday night, you got Connor Nolan. A lot of you, again, on the outside looking in, you're like, wait a minute, Connor Nolan, the former quarterback at Arkansas? Yeah, remember, he took some time away. He's done. He stepped away. He didn't take some time. He, he stepped away from football, as we said here on the HTP that he would do. And there were some people who were like, no, that ain't happening. It's not going to happen. It happened. We were right. Suck on that egg, huh? <laughs> it's Saturday. You got Wicklander, the lefty. And then Sunday, you're going to have Blake Adams, who's the true freshman out of uh, Springdale Harbor High School, the Wildcats. True freshman. That's got to be a daunting task, to, to especially in the SEC, to be a true freshman and, pitch in, and to pitch at this level in this league. Oh, my goodness. So this week... You st- opening day, Friday, you're taking on Eastern Illinois. What are you doing? You got a date with the husband or the wife? You get you want to do something early in the afternoon and then and then go to dinner afterwards? Why not go watch Arkansas take on Eastern Illinois at Bomb Walker on Valentine's Day, 2 p.m. is uh, when this thing goes down. That's a three-game series. 15th and 16th are the next two games. The first two games are at 2 p.m. The Sunday game will be at 1. Why not, huh? You go watch Arkansas, hopefully beat the living crap out of Eastern Illinois, and then you take your your date your your, your date to, uh, I don't know, noodles? I love noodles. I love noodles. Their chicken parm 
out of this world. It's so good. Tell them the Hog Talk sent you there. Say, hey, the Hog Talk sent me here. And then, I don't know, maybe they'll become sponsors. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe not. Um, Then they're going to take on Gonzaga on Thursday, February 20th. That's a four-game series. They don't actually start conference play until Friday the 13th on the road against Mississippi State. That's a hell. Of, that's gonna be a hell of a matchup. That's supposed to be on SEC Network Plus the Friday game, and then Saturday will be on SEC Network, and uh, and then Sunday it's back on SEC Network Plus. That's a huge way to start the. And then again, it's the SEC. Everybody's good in the SEC, so you know. But Mississippi State and Arkansas, these are two teams that have just really battled it out for a while here. In, uh, in within the conference. And then you've got Oklahoma. Again, you play them twice this year. That's going to be a midweek game on Tuesday, March 17th, right before you come back home for conference uh, opening conference play at Bomb Stadium on March 20th. That'll be a Friday. And then obviously that'll be a three-game series. All those games are supposed to be on SEC Network Plus. But I'm telling you, there's no... There's no place like Bomb Stadium. I'm telling you, for anyone who's gone to college baseball games, Bomb Stadium is in a league of its own. How about that? So, if you're going to ask for a prediction, and I meant to ask the guys their prediction, I I like Arkansas at 40 plus wins. I just, it's going to be tough. I mean, like I said, this is, uh, you know, you went 46 and 20 last year, 48 and 21 in 2018. You were 45, three straight years of 40 plus wins. I think they do it four straight years. Why not? This is one of the best. This is one of the best rosters he's ever had at Arkansas, and that comes from several people who followed the Razorbacks for a while. And I and I agree. This is a hell of a lineup. Hell of a. It, it's going to be interesting with the bullpen. We'll see how that all unravels. But I think they ought to be pretty good from top to bottom, infield, outfield. I think their pitching will come around. Yes, you're going to lose some games you have no business losing. You're going to lose to some teams like you've never heard of, like Grand Canyon. Okay, it's it's. I'm not saying they lose that game, but you could, you know, you could drop a game to South Alabama. To everyone who's new to college baseball, welcome to the world of college baseball. You know, you lose to teams you have no business losing to. It happen happens every year, and it's okay. Take a deep breath. It's a long, long season. That goes on for a while. I think Arkansas's definitely got a shot at 40 plus wins in another, a third straight appearance to the College World Series in Omaha. And then the last little tidbit here on recruiting Arkansas has offered, they've extended a couple of notable offers to some four stars. Six foot, 283 pound cornerback uh, out of uh, Covington, Georgia, Newton High School. Uh, Nealon Green, again, he's a four-star, ranked right now, according to uh, to 24-7 Sports, as a top-20 cornerback, a top-25 player out of the state of Georgia. He's got offers from Auburn, Clemson, and Alabama, along with with uh, several others. I think he's got he's already ta- tallied, I think, th- like 25 or 30 offers. Not too bad for Nealon Green. Again, 6'2", 183-pound Defensive back out of Georgia. And then next up, you've got Kingsley. I cannot pronounce this kid's last name to save my life. Okay, bear with me. He's 6'5", 280, offensive tackle, favored to commit to Oregon and to sign with Oregon. But uh, nonetheless, Sam Pittman did recruit this young man when he was at Georgia. Again, he's offensive tackle. Kingsley Salmatea? Is that is that it? Swim Matea? I'm so sorry. <laughs> he's a unanimous four-star, uh, nationally ranked 
according to uh, 24-7 Sports, top 100 player, top 15 offensive tackle, top 10 actually according to uh, 24-7 Sports, and uh, highly, highly rated player out of uh, out of Orem, Utah. Orem High School is where he plays. So these are a couple of good 2021 offers. They've got others out, obviously. We'll try to keep up with as best we can. So that's it. We're done. Episode is over with. Thank you, guys. Remember to give us some star power on iTunes or wherever, however you're listening. Uh, we really would appreciate that. So until the next podcast, we'll see you guys around. Woo Pig Suey. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.